Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Good. So we are in a, a series. We've been in a series. We're finishing a series. We're coming through a series. It is Palm Sunday, and we'll, we'll see if we get to that part of the series today. But we're, we've been talking about David and the five stones, five stones in the heart of David. Um, and we have gone through these different stones that we said David used to fight his battles and we've been talking about that each one of us needs to engage the battles in our lives. And we talked about repentance and faith and the Word of God and worship and thankfulness. And all of these stones are stones that are used to fight the fight. And, and what we've said during this time is we can't be a church that doesn't fight. We can't be a church that is lethargic, that sits back on its heels, on her heels, and, and then doesn't engage the enemy. Because we know this, the enemy is engaging. And what we've said over these last several weeks is that David did these three things in the fight. This is he ran into the fight, he reached into the bag, and he grabbed the stone, and he slung it. In other words, David engaged the fight. He was created as a warrior and knew that he had to fight for what? I was going to do that song, I've got to fight for my right. But that's to party. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Okay. But David ran in. Why, you know that song. You had like, like the slicked hair. You're David. You were like disco. Uh, yeah, man, I'm sure. All right, sorry. Um, but, but here's the thing. With David and the five stones that he had in his bag, we know this, and we know why David was a warrior. God had called him to be a warrior, but you can be called into something and not walk in it. And it's this, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. See, we, we read this in Scripture, and we see this in Scripture, but there's something that we don't necessarily grab a hold of. It's the truth of this Scripture. And the counter to it is to engage, to fight. I want to show you a little bit of David and then Jesus and what that looks like. See, David was anointed king in 2 Samuel 2, 4 through 6. I mean, it is a great thing. Can you imagine having been anointed king? And we can take it to our own uh, life experiences. Maybe uh, you got a new job, or maybe you met the woman or the man of your dreams, or maybe, I don't know, one of it. And it's just that time of, of excitement and anointing, all these things that are happening that get you really excited. Anybody experience that? A dream maybe that you've had that's coming to be fulfilled. And it says of this, that David was anointed king. The men of Judah came to Hebron, and there they anointed David king over the tribe of Judah. What we don't always see is this, days earlier. What happened days earlier? See, we read and we, we know David was king, but do you know what happened days prior to him becoming king? Some of us do. Some of us don't. It says this in 1 Samuel 30, literally days before David became king. 
David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided Negev and Ziglag. They had attacked Ziglag and burned it. And had taken captain the women and everything else in it. Both young and old, they killed sons, none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Siglag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. David was a warrior. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was out fighting. But there's, there's these times where we think we're doing exactly what we should be doing, and we've left some things behind. And it says this. So David and his men wept aloud. Their children were gone. Their wives were gone. Everything burned to the ground. Not unlike some of the things we are experiencing in life. We're off doing what we think we should be doing. Working the job. Making the money. Doing whatever. Going to whatever it is. Only to realize that the enemy has come and stolen from me. It says, so David went and his men, and they wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured. That one, because I never can pronounce her name, of Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. Wait, wait. Days later... We see what David was anointed king. Days earlier, they were weeping, talking about stoning David. What what happened between those days? What happens in those days when things are so bad and look dark and and, and everything and the enemy has come and, and is trying to steal, kill, and destroy? What happens between then and being anointed king? How many times have we had missed that anointing? How many times have we missed stepping into what God might have for us? Just days away. How many times have you been deep in the middle of it? Whatever it is. Having lost everything. How many times have we made a choice to take care of what we want to take care of all the while the enemy comes and steals what God has for us? How many of us are walking in this place of of lost, and really on the other side is God's anointing. See, the enemy wants to do three things. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to kill your family. That sounds so dang dramatic, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't that just sound just hyperbole? Doesn't that just say, oh, he wants to kill your family? You seen the suicide rate of our children? Have you seen... That, and I've, I've said this before, but for the first time in over 100 years, our, our average life expectancy in America is going down. You know why? Opioids, overdoses, and suicide. So is, am I really exaggerating? Do you know what the divorce rate is? Astronomical. Well, now here's how it's changing. Actually, you can look at sociologists say that, that it's, it's, it's going down. You know why it's going down? Because couples are living together. They're like, what? We don't want to do this marriage thing. The other thing we're not seeing is, is reproducing children. The rate of, to sustain a society, you need 2.3. I don't know how you get the third, or the third of a kid, but it just kind of, but, but 2.3. 
And we're right in the one point, I want to say eight or seven range. To sustain a culture, that's what you need. And do you think I'm exaggerating? The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy? He wants to steal my joy. He wants to kill my family. I've experienced it with my children. Sorry, you know, we talk about children and yours will be great. But, but mine, I have seen the enemy. I have seen the enemy. I've looked in the face of evil, not my children, but the enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy them. He wants to destroy your hope. Dear God, help us. There's, there's this whole church out there that is hopeless. Are you kidding me? Christ Jesus in us is the hope. And David comes back and they, they, they have tacked Ziglag and they burn it to the ground and they take captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They kill none of them but carried them off as they went their way. Now this is really interesting that it says and, and differentiates and says, delineates I guess, that they didn't kill anyone. They carried them off. And, and, and this is, here's what's happening. When we step outside of our role to fight for that which is right, our children, our wife, our husband, to fight for what, what the enemy does is he just, he just kind of carries them off. He steals them. The beauty of it is God can restore it. God can take it back. So what did David do? Is he found strength in the Lord. How do, I, how do I get from this place if I see things that are slipping away? I see life that is slipping away. David said he found strength in the Lord as God. Now I, I sit and I, I think about that. You, you come back and there are so many families that I, I talk to, that I minister to, that we and they, they think it's gone. There's so many relationships and, and they think it's gone. There's so much addiction in life, and they think it's gone. But, but there, David, it says this to David, he, he strengthened himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord as God. He didn't wait for someone else to come along and give him a pat on the butt and say, you can do it, David. See, so many of us as Christians, as we come and we sit here on Sunday, and then we walk out of this place and answer our phone that rings in the middle of my message. That was a, such a big point. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, but we come into this place, and, 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 and we sit in these seats, and, and, and we're, we're going through all this stuff. The beauty is I, I meet and talk with some of you, so I know the, that's going on in everybody's lives, and I get to look and see. And, and then we walk out of here, and, and we think that this message is the thing that strengthens us. And it should, but it's not just that. We've got to go back home, and we've got to strengthen ourselves in the Word of God. We've got to strengthen ourselves. We've got to eat this Word and know it and let it go deep into our soul and have men and women around us that are cutting on us and telling us the truth. Because you know who doesn't tell you the truth? Let's start with this. The one that you see in the mirror. Huh. We'll lie to ourselves and we'll come back to zigzag and everything will be gone. We'll go, oh, it's going to be all right. It's all right. It's not right. And, and, and we'll go to the next church or the next place and, 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 and look for the next rub the bottle, see what Jesus might do. And all David did was it, it says he grabbed the ephod and went to the priest, which represents the word. He went to the word. 
And some of you are, and, and, and me are, are so deep in this place of, of loss or feeling loss or, or coming out of loss or, or not knowing. And, and it's this word of God that changes everything. It's the hope that comes out of this that sustains you in the midst of darkness. And David didn't go and, 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 and light incense, and he didn't go and, and give a big offering at the, at the church service, and, and David didn't go and, and, and pray in tongues his way out of it and didn't do it. He did one thing. He strengthened himself in Jesus. See, when the enemy comes and steals everything, all you got is Jesus. We've had this conversation, I don't know how many times, Chris, thousands, that's exaggeration, a lot. And the conversation is this, is Jesus enough? The answer is yes. Whatever your life situation is, whatever losses you've gone through or going through, whatever's missing, whatever's hurting, the question is, is Jesus enough? And we see that David understood this because the first thing he does is he goes to the Word of God. He strengthens himself. Some of us want our wife or our husband or our pastor to come along and pat you on the butt and go, come on, you can do it. And that's good. And we should. But, but maturity in God, maturity in Christ is going, okay, let me look in the mirror. There's a lie in my eyes that tells me I'm all right. See, because the Bible says I'm not apart from Jesus. It says very clearly in Romans 2, there's no one righteous, not even one. No one does good. And I, I look in that mirror so many times, and I think, I'm a pretty dang good guy. I know I'm good looking, but I'm a good guy too. Sorry, I had this. And humble. There's a lot of humility. Yes. What was the girl's name? Yeah, Jesse. Take it easy, Jesse. All right. <laughs> I actually, I love that. Digging deeper, okay. No, what did I just say? I know you guys really threw me. There, there's, there, David, he, the strength of, of, of what got him out of that ditch that I'm digging is, is the word of the Lord. That's it. It's not, you know, and, and this religious thing, this is I got to go to church more and I got to pray more and I got to give more and I got to more, more, more. Look, go to church more, give more, pray more. But that's not it. Jesus is it. That's the only thing that's going to deliver you from your addiction. It's the only thing that's going to deliver you out of pornography. It's the only thing that's going to deliver you out of your selfishness. It's the only thing that will restore you to your wife or to your husband or back into your kids when you're a complete idiot. I'm good at being an idiot. Ah. But is Jesus enough? The answer is yes. This is why I love David. Because he, he didn't do all these other things. He called for the priest. He said, bring me the word of God. And he just dove in. He dove in. Then he inquired of the Lord. He said, what do I do? God, what do I do? He said this in 1 Samuel 30, verse 8. He said, shall I pursue the raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them 
and succeed in the rescue. See, that the reality is this. We believe the lie, and the lie is this. It's too big of a hill to climb. He will never change. She will never change. The, 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 the addiction will never go away. The pain, the unforgiveness will never change. The lie is spoken and it, it sits in our ears and goes deep into our soul. But David had enough sense to realize that the God that he serves is so much bigger than all of that. That the God that he serves can deliver him regardless of, of, of what is going on. That the God that he serves, if the baby's dead, God can call it back to life. That if the marriage is dead, God can call it back to life. That if the hurts are too deep, God can bring restoration. If the, 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 the addiction's too deep, God can say, I can deliver you. So David inquired the Lord. He said, go get him. Go get him. See, who cares if I've got a pocket, a pouch full of five stones going against the giant in my life? And who cares if I don't reach in and grab faith? If I don't reach in and grab the word? If I don't reach in and grab repentance? If I don't reach in and grab that stone and slay the giant? Who cares? And we have this listless church that doesn't care. In fact, they don't have a bag of faith, a bag of repentance, a bag of hope, a bag of word. They don't have any of those tools in their, their bag to slay the giant. And the I'm generalizing, gosh, but this listless church of people that aren't changing the world. Not here. I mean, if, if you sit here long enough, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tick you off because you can't sit here you got to get out of here. See, the hope of Jesus Christ is in you. The hope is in you. Jesus in you, incarnate in you, is the hope that my neighbor needs, that my, my buddies need, that my friends need, that I need, that my wife needs, that my children need. That hope that only Jesus brings. God said, pursue pursue. I, I, I want to say the same thing to us today. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know. I do know some of you, I, you know, but I don't know, whatever, whatever you're dealing with, let's say, I don't know. I'm saying pursue, pursue, go after the enemy. I'm not saying be stupid because stupid is just running out there naked and, and the guy just knocking you. I'm talking about taking the word of God and pursuing and throwing that rock and slaying that giant. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about trust. I'm talking about hope. I'm talking about repentance. I'm talking about what this word says that delivers me and allows me to have victory in this place until Christ comes. Because I need it. And the only answer I have is Jesus. And when I read this word, it, it, it equips me to fight the fight. And let me, I'm not going to lie to you. You guys know me well enough. There's so many times I don't reach in that bag and slay the giant. Sorry. But the beauty is this. I have enough people around me to go, get up off your behind. I have enough people. I, have a, I sleep with this person that doesn't let me sit in my pity and, and foolishness. Who, who calls me out? 
who pushes me to good places with the cowboy hat. <laughs> Just want to make sure they knew it was you. Okay? <laughs> David asked God, and he said, go take them. Pursue them. Go after them. When's the last time you've asked God for your family? When's the last time you asked God to restore your mind? When's the last time you asked God, might I just, might I win? God says, pursue. Pursue him. See, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The Sunday's coming. There's a great message. Who was it? Does anybody remember who, who preached that? Sunday's coming. Gosh, a great gospel, black gospel preacher. And I couldn't find. But the thief comes to steal. Do you know who it is, Jim? I think it is Tony Campola. You're right. Um, it, it, but he's white. But yes, um, it, it is. But it, he sounds just, he, yeah. Um, thief, he's just got that alliteration. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Sunday is coming. What does that mean? Grace and mercy and resurrection. The death that, that goes into the, 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 off the cross and into the, the stone, into the grave. The death that you've experienced in parts of your life. You can know this, that Sunday is coming. God's grace, mercy, and life. But you've got to grab this word. Because it's right here that I experience, that I taste, that I can see the resurrection. It's this word that's alive and active, it says in Hebrews, that goes into me and brings life. Sunday's coming. That's why next week is, you know, ah, Easter, it's just another. You know what? I got these, these, uh, well, there's about 10 that said they'd come. I don't know if they will. These are my hockey buddies. And, and, and God, I love these men. I play with them for years, I play with them every week, and they cuss more than Chris. I mean, they can, they, they drink more than Larkin, and they cuss more than Chris. I mean, they, well, that's my wonderful friend Larkin. Um, uh, <laughs> these guys, I, I, I love them. I love these men. You know why? Because they're fighters. They're just, they're stupid. They're just dumb and they're just, I don't mean dumb like they're not smart, but dumb. They just, they remind me of David, this guy. Let's go take the hill. And some of them are coming. And some of them have never been to this church or been to a church or haven't been to a church for 20 years. And I'm praying this morning. I'm just going, oh God, Sunday's coming. And I need you. Because it may be the only time that they hear the words of Jesus. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know what the other part of that scripture says that we usually leave off? But I have come to give you life. And give it to you more abundantly. See, this is what David understood. When the thief comes to steal, he goes to strengthen himself in the word. And God brings life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then so many of us just stop right there. But Jesus brings life. You know what was going on between David being anointed king and losing everything? Jesus.
I believe there's so many of us that, that haven't experienced that, that other side of the anointing of becoming a king. I say that metaphorically. I don't think there's anybody that's going to England to be kings in here. But I'm talking, it's because we're not going to the battle and allowing God to strengthen us to take our enemy. And I want to challenge you this morning. This word, Jesus is the answer. That's it. That's it. And between being anointed king and losing everything is Jesus. It's Jesus. As we, I got to be honest, and I don't don't have time. I had a whole other half about Jesus and and, and a day later and blah, blah, uh, on his, but no, I'm not bringing it. Uh, But Palm Sunday half, but um, we'll say that's the next year, next Palm Sunday. Unless you guys want to be here for another hour. No, the food is all cooking. No, we're not. Um, As you go today, as the musicians come up, we're getting ready to receive communion. As you go today, don't don't just go and, oh, we're going to go have food and, and go on with your life. No, 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 no. Take a moment at some point. Wrestle through. Take a, 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 you know, an inventory of your life, where you're at. Maybe you're in that anointed king stage. And the part I was going to say about Jesus, Jesus comes in on Palm Sunday and they're, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They're like, they're like this guy's the man. And days later, he's on a cross. What happened between then and then? Jesus prayed. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And you know what it says? An angel came down and strengthened him. Does the exact same thing that David did. Found his strength in the Lord. And went from, hey, Hosanna, to, hey, I'm hanging on a cross. It's a pretty big gap. In the same way David went from everything's gone to be anointed king. And both of them, Jesus right in the middle. Jesus, the Father's right there in the middle. They were strengthened in the Word of God. So as you leave today, fight your battles. Allow God and the power of this Word to go forth to fight your battles. Slay the giants. There's not hopelessness. This Word is hope. And when the enemies lied and said it's hopelessness, this Word brings hope. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, these... Men and women, God, let us, let us reach in and grab faith, grab the word, grab uh, repentance, grab that stone, and let us sling it at the giant and slay the giants in our lives. God, I thank you for the hope that your word brings. God, I thank you that Sunday's coming. That Sunday's coming. The resurrection, the life. Lord, as as we go forth, let us be the hope. In this holy week, Father God, give us distinct opportunities to preach hope to others. Lord, as we now continue in this worship, Lord, I pray that you would bless our giving. Lord, as we... Thanks for listening to the Pacific Point Podcast. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you are encouraged today.